0: Shalom le Yehudim, Shalom le Bnei Noach, Shalom le Goyim. It's the evening of the fourth day. Eretz Kafba Adal Beis, Parashash Shabbat Parah, Tavshin Pei 5782, the evening of the third day, Tuesday, 22 March, 2022. You're listening to uh, Phantom Nation, podcasting on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, coming to you from the land of the Jews, not to be confused with the land of authentically Jewish people. And what is an authentically Jewish person? One who perpetuates the Jewish nation, which can only happen when the eternity of the words of God found in the Constitution of the Jewish people, the five books of Moses, containing hundreds of laws regarding every facet of life and death, not only prayer and the construction of a sanctuary, but mundane life, food preparation and consumption, agriculture, crime, punishment, war, and so on, are adhered to. Non-Jews call Jewish holy writ the Old Testament. When that could not be more wrong, normally when a book is translated from its original language to another, the translator makes an effort to be faithful to the original. When Jews don't call our holy book the Old Testament, because there's nothing old about it, it's eternally relevant and beyond. So often the weekly reading of this text, uh, written down over 3,000 years ago, resonates with uh, something in the news. And so it was proven scientifically in 1990 that only those who live by the eternally relevant five books are those who perpetuate the existence of this ancient people that have survived all the peoples it suffered under, who are no more. Ironically, those who proved this were the enemies of eternal Jewishness. Those who reformed the religion and the practice of the religion starting two centuries ago who now are on the cusp of oblivion. Just this week, we learned of the radical downsizing of the institutions of the Reformed community, which is shrinking at warp speed thanks to their fatal mistake a generation ago of throwing holy water on marrying Gentiles. We will consider the difference between being legally a Jew and being Jewish, which is on display in the life of the uh, legal Jew president of Ukraine uh, in the news, who has turned out to be not authentically Jewish. Jewish at all, and we'll get started after the following message or messages from Israelnewstalkradio.com. Israel is located in one of the most volatile areas in the world. Israel is an island of stability in a sea of war and unrest. In the midst of this turmoil, Israel stands out as a beacon of order and human progress, Each week we update you on what's happening in this, the Jewish state, a true light unto the nations. This is Jay Shapiro. Join me every Thursday on Israel News Talk Radio. Shalom le Yehudim, Shalom le Bnei Noach, Shalom le Goyim. It's the evening of the fourth day. Erev Kaf Ba'ad Base, Parashas Shemini, Shabbos Pore. Tav Shem 5782, the evening of the third day, Tuesday 22, March 2022. You're listening to Phantom Nation, podcasting on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, coming to you from the land of the Jews, not to be confused with authentically Jewish people. Theodor Herzl godfather of the modern Zionist movement, wrote two books in his life. The first was basically like a a stock offering, a description of a future state, and the steps needed to create this state. In German, it is called a der Judenstadt, which literally means the state of the Jews, but the English translation is different. It's known as the Jewish state, which is not the same thing. In the German, the term refers to one's birth, to parents who call themselves Jews. For example, the father of communism, Karl Marx, was born a Jew, but his life was anything but Jewish. He was born in 1818, following a quarter century of the Napoleonic Wars in which Europe was at war for five times the number of years of World War II, and at the at the conclusion in the Congress of Vienna in 1815. That was controlled by conservative powers sick of Napoleon's attempt to force-feed Europe with the Enlightenment uh, of France. And one of his innovations, uh, a product of the French Enlightenment, was the enfranchisement of Jews, who until then had no citizenship, citizenship in Europe and therefore no right to own land, from which they could not be driven off, as they repeatedly were, Napoleon uh, freed Jews from ghettos wherever he went. Uh, The Jews received citizenship in his empire. And not coincidentally, uh, in the Age of Reason, uh, that's when it was, a book title by the same journalist, activist Tom Paine, who uh, launched the American Revolution with his common sense. Uh, Age of Reason was his uh, functionally uh, rejection of religion which was the hallmark of the French Revolution. The Jews became citizens of France in 1790 and 1791. And then after 25 years of war, a reaction set in, and there was no shortage of Gentiles unhappy with the decision to award citizenship to Jews. And one of the results of the hostility was denying Jewish participation in numerous professional associations and guilds, different uh, industries and business. When Davy Karl Marx was a year old, there were riots in German universities inspired by the same angry hatred as the whites in America who wanted segregation to continue and resisted integration. German university students were uncomfortable sitting in lecture halls next to a Jew, so they rioted to protest that. The name for the riots uh, was the Hep-Hep riots. The word hep as in hip, hip hooray, is believed to have been an acronym for three Latin words, Jerusalem is lost, suggesting perhaps that since the Jews lost Jerusalem for their sins, they had no right to equality in Deutschland. Five years later, little six-year-old Carl was taken to a church by his father, the father himself, like Carl's mother, the seed, uh, the spawn of generations of rabbis. Uh, He went there to get himself baptized and little Carl baptized. With no belief in Christianity, Carl's father had become a scoffer of all religion, as Carl would become. And from then on, uh, Carl was uh, not in any way Jewish. And probably like thousands of other converted boys in Germany in that generation, uh, he experienced the fact of his past as nothing but misery, mockery. For the Germans, uh, were not stupid. Many knew the conversions were phony. I once met an American Jew, let's call him Andrew, who in the 1960s, uh, the son of a seriously de-Judaizing father, uh, who imparted nothing of Yiddishkeit to him, sent him to one of the poshest private prep schools in New England, Hotchkiss, whose student body at the time included some 400 boys, all Gentile, except himself and one other Jew, and he said it was four years of hell. For not only was Hotchkiss posh, it enjoyed a whopping endowment provided by Henry Ford, the lunatic anti-Jew, contemporary and admirer and friend of Adolf Hitler. So here was poor Andrew, whose only knowledge of being a Jew was uh, abuse and mockery, <laughs> pariah status. And one imagined little Karl Marx a century earlier had a similar boyhood so Karl Marx, the father of Marxism, experienced being Jew as suffering and worse. He then worked out a whole theory of economics in which Jew bankers, principally the Rothschilds, dominated the capitalist system whose purpose was monopolizing all the money in the world. Marx once sneered the Jews do not worship the God of their Bible as they claim they worship the God of money, of mammon. In other words, 19th century Marxism was an upgrade on 16th century Shakespeare's merchant of venice who cared only for his ducats the dominant in christendom the catholic church and its stupidity had judged money lending to be inherently evil taking interest on lending money was usury in practice though christians discovered the necessity of having a banking system that lends money without which people can't in our time get mortgages and they can't launch a startup uh, so the church forced the Jews to be the moneylenders and hated them for that, engaging in the vile occupation. Likewise, in Yemen, far away, the Jews were forced to tend the public latrines and was, were sneered at as smelly, disgusting people for that. Karl Marx sneered at Jews for worshipping money and claimed to have replaced their religion with the dialectical materialism. Sounds heavy. German philosophy I'll never forget the look on the face of a father of an old uh, communist Israeli girlfriend when discussing his youth in Russia and uh, the leader who taught him the dialectic, how his eyes lit up at the memory of learning the dialectic. So I think it's accurate to say that though Karl Marx was legally a Jew uh, in Jewish and Gentile law, a Jew by the fact of his birth, he wasn't Jewish not in the slightest. And the same can be said for so many others in our time, like like Bernie Sanders, like George Soros, and unfortunately, Volodymyr Zelensky, who proved uh, proved this the other day in his Zoom plea for help to Israel's Knesset, which speech became the talk of the town. The Knesset Unlike the Bundestag and the Commons in London, I think the Canadian Parliament, uh, where he received a standing ovation in all of these locales for his heroic resistance to not Ivan the Terrible, but Putin the Terrible. In the Knesset, there was no standing ovation, no sitting ovation, but scowls as he displayed ignorance of the Holocaust, And guilt-mongered the state of Israel to help him because he is a Jew and the state of the Jews is obligated to help every Jew. So it seems one can see in him a fellow post-Jew like Karl Marx. Uh, Not only did he compare the horror of Putin's destruction of his country, its buildings, and the massacre of those inside those buildings, comparing it to the, quote, final solution, his language, when there is no comparison, Worse, he suggested that the Ukrainian people were good to their Jewish neighbors during the Holocaust, which contradicts the voluminous testimony of Jews in Ukraine who survived the war, as in Poland, as in the Netherlands, as in the Baltic countries. In Ukraine, there was no shortage of collaborators with the Nazis at various levels, including hands-on Ukrainian murderers. Zelensky even finished off his plea to Israel by saying that Ukrainians are among the righteous of the nations. Hasidei Umotolam. Again, uh, this was a speech that engendered mostly disgust in the Knesset. Though in his defense, I would shine a light on his boyhood growing up in the Soviet Union. Coincidentally, just the other day, uh, Natan Sharansky uh, spoke of his own boyhood in Ukraine when being a Jew was uh, like being that uh, poor Andrew at Hotchkiss. Uh, Nothing but a burden. He and his cohort of Jews knew nothing of Judaism. It was nothing but a cross to bear, my word. And I imagine Zelensky had a similar experience. He was born in 1978. He was 16 when the Soviet Union crumbled, and so he's not responsible for his ignorance in that regard. In the United States, by contrast, In the 1970s and beyond, Holocaust remembrance became an industry. Tragically, for the non-observant, remembering the Holocaust took the place of Jewishness, of Yiddishkeit. Uh, These people became Holocaust cultists. In the States, some 100 separate memorials dot the land created by Jewish contributors for whom these efforts took the place of learning And studying the holy books and living according to them, as Jews have for thousands of years. We've also learned over the past three weeks of the horror in Ukraine that Mr. Zelensky, the allegedly Jewish president, isn't Jewish at all.
1: חשבתי שאני ילד רגיל כמו כולם שבעבר שלו יש חור שנעלם פתאום גיליתי שאתה מאוד חסר אני לא יודע מה אתה אומר אף פעם לא דיברת איתי
0: the Tamar
2: Yona Show. Tamar, she's sassy, she's smart, she's funny, but she's also a real Jewish mother. Hi, everybody. I'm Tamar Yona, And yes, I can be all of those things. But at Israel News Talk Radio, I'm here to bring you the news stories and guests that you may not hear anywhere else. Join me live on air Sundays, Mondays and Tuesdays for the most unique and bold talk radio in Israel.
0: The Tamar Yona Show. Yeah, uh, last week at this time in the podcast, uh, yours truly Wet with the flow at the time in smiling on Mr. Zelensky, the Jewish hero of the besieged Ukrainian people. But now we know he not only married a non-Jew, he did not object when his wife baptized his children. Again, we can safely say that while he is like Bernie, like Carl, legally a Jew, there's nothing Jewish about him, which should not surprise He became known uh, to the Ukrainian people as a successful entertainer, just like all those Hollywood actors, producers, agents, novelists, playwrights, legally Jews. uh, He did not produce children legally recognized as Jews, let alone know how to live and behave uh, the correct way as a Jew, the one who perpetuates the nation's existence. He's so ignorant, he thinks the biological basis of being legally a Jew, is all there is to it, which makes the identity, uh, in his mind, a kind of, not racism, but something akin, let's call it, biologism. In his mind, because he's legally a Jew, the state of Israel has to rescue not only him, but the people he represents, who are not at all members of the Jewish nation. His identity is that of a Ukrainian, when the Jewish state of Israel owes uh, that state nothing. Those in the know this week have reported that Ukraine has voted with the other anti-Jew states in the U.N. some 35 times. And I would also add what many have forgotten, that Ukraine, before the current Russian cruelty, was notorious for its corruption, including the revelations regarding Hunter Biden, who was put on the board of Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company, and paid a king's ransom A king's bribe for his influence. And never mind that Hunter Biden, this wreck of a man, knows nothing of the energy business. Not he, not his partner in crime, his father, the big guy, President Brandon himself, who is in Israel's news all the time these days as he presides over the so-called Iran deal, stage managed by the legal Jew Robert Malley, yet another non-Jewish Jew, the name, by the way, uh, of the of, a, of an essay, famous essay by Isaac Deutscher in the 1950s. Uh, Deutscher was Lev Bronstein's hagiographer. Ha- Trotsky uh, was the name that he took. Malley has reportedly ceded to Iran every one of its desires on its way to building a an atomic bomb to destroy Israel. God forbid. Like Karl Marx, Malley's parents were renegade Jews, heretics. Communists who surely raised young Robert in that spirit, the same spirit uh, as Karl Marx uh, experienced, the hatred and contempt for the Jews, and even Marx's teleological dream of a world without Jews. Karl Marx once wrote a pamphlet called A World Without Jews, which he said will come about uh, with the death of capitalism because that is in the hands of the malevolent Jews. And capitalism... And the Jews will have no business, uh, they will disappear. And Mali is not alone in the deep state as a de Jew. Indeed, in order to work in Washington, D.C., in journalism, uh, to, to be in public office, uh, work in government service, especially in the State Department, uh, one, uh, if one is legally a Jew, one has to become an IBJ. An IBJ is an inside the beltway Jew and prove that by pledging allegiance to the policy that the West Bank belongs to the putatively primeval Palestinian people. For sure, in the statement, in the State Department, there is a, a Jew boy department whose members are well known to us in Israel. For example, arguably dean of the SDJs, the State Department Jew boys, is Dr. Martin Indick, born in England but raised in Australia, who got his degrees there, I assume, in political science. Uh, before emigrating immigrating to the United States, posing on arrival as an, Is- as an Israel lover to get a job at APAC, where he met State Department big shots and eventually turned his back on AIPAC and joined the enemy, the most notoriously anti-Jew department of the U.S. government. Today, Martin heads the venerable, prestigious anti-Jew think tank, the Brookings Institution. At the same time, the head of the Council on Foreign Relations Uh, is a former protege, Richard Haas, of the anti-Jew James Breaker. And let's not forget Aaron David Miller and Daniel Kurtzer, like Indyk, a former ambassador to Israel, all of them warm supporters of the alleged two-state solution, which readers of my groundbreaking book know is really the five-state solution, because since 1948, there have been four states with a piece of the classical, authentic, Bible-based map of Palestine, not to be confused uh, with the League of Nations map, and that three of these four states are officially Arab and officially Muslim, and they occupy 53% of that authentic map, and that at any time the governments in Beirut, Damascus, and Amman want to hand over this 53% to the misnamed Palestinians, Israel would not stop them, as Israel would not have to relinquish even one square meter of all the land it currently rules over, from the river to the sea. And now we have a new Jew Boy ambassador in the embassy in Jerusalem, thank you, Donald Trump, who on his arrival in Israel uh, to take up his post recently declared that his family was reformed. We're not religious, close quote, which is wonderful evidence that so called Reform Judaism is not the Jewish religion at all, but a social organization of people of Jewish extraction who do not live as Jews, except maybe a few days in the year. The new ambassador, Tom Nides, uh, a week ago, participated in a webinar produced by Americans for Peace Now, whose name should be lengthened, to be more honest. It's the Americans for Peace Now by giving the Jew killers what they want, which is the heart of Eretz Israel, which means driving out more Jews from their homes than were expelled from Spain. Uh, he called construction the West Bank, using the anti-Semitic name instead of Judea and Samaria. He said this was stupid and infuriating because it would impede the two-state solution. To, va- to balance his remarks, of course, he agreed that the Palestinian Authority should cease paying the salaries of their martyrs. He used that word, uh, and he used it because it gives haters, he said, an excuse not to support the Palestinian Authority, based on the argument that it's, quote, paying for people who kill Jews. And by haters, he meant those who hate the Palestinians and hate peace. You know, the settlers. Nides is another SDJ, another State Department Jew boy, who sees Jews through the eyes of such as James F., the Jew's baker, that Episcopalian Princeton boy, class of 1952, whose senior thesis argued that the United States four years earlier under President Truman should not have recognized Israel. Nides, like Zelensky, married a Gentile woman and says his son considers himself a Jew, which is all right by him because he, as a declared Reformed Jew, is not religious and pays no respect to the Jewish way of life that has sustained this nation for thousands of years. One can only wonder if Nides, uh, a banker, uh, as a six-year-old during the Six-Day War, Uh, has no memory of that time of the fears for Israel before the war and the jubilation in not only surviving the Arab vow to finish Hitler's work, which was a battle cry, uh, but the liberation of the high ground of Judea and Samaria that would protect as never before the people of Israel. So I doubt this ignoramus of Jewish extraction has any sense that a two-state solution, which sounds so nice, in enemy minds, and we're talking about a billion and a half Muslims and post-Christian Jew caters, means the expulsion of a half million Jews, families, old people, children, the destruction of Jewish enterprise, the transformation of their synagogues into mosques, let alone the cost of so many Jews being turned into homeless refugees in their promised land. But again, in defense of Nides, like Zelensky, He's an ignoramus of Jewishness, and probably because his parents are on their way out of the people to begin with, like Karl Marx's father, if not the Marx's mother, I am sure. Not sure how she felt about her husband converting himself and her son to Christianity. What we do know from the record is that Karl was always ashamed of her because she spoke bad German with a Yiddish accent. Horrors! Sound familiar? In some, uh, as I discovered. One of the tragic facets of assimilation, the rejection of the classical Jewish life in theory and practice, is like all those legal Jews in 19th century Germany uh, who thought a modernized, reformed version of the Word of God would um, save the Jewish people from extinction when history had them slated for a train ride to Buchenwald.
2: In a time where feelings have become fact, where rational thought and common sense has disappeared, one man stands above it all.
0: I'm Howie Sobeker, your political hitman. The political Hitman airs every Tuesday at 11.59 p.m. North American time, 7 a.m. Israeli time,
2: only on Israel News Talk Radio.
0: Yeah, the topic for this podcast is de-Judaize Jews, uh, people who are legally Jews, but not at all Jewish in beliefs and behaviors. Most uh, wind up assimilating, disappearing into the Gentile nations, like the Ten Lost Tribes, while a minority uh, actively join our mortal enemies. Uh, Some of them, though, without even being aware of their treason, for that's what it is. And now for one more example of the phenomenon, Consider the current U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, successor to Henry Kissinger in that job, Kissinger, who was nicknamed by his boss, Richard Nixon, as his Jew boy. Blinken yesterday addressed an audience at the Holocaust Museum in Washington, where he pronounced the abuse of the Muslims in Myanmar by the Buddhists as yet another chapter in the history of genocide like the anti-Jewess Samantha Power, former ambassadors to the UN, uh, appointed by her boss, the covert jihani, the greatest enemy agent in history, Barack Hussein Obama, who gave her the job at the UN because she wrote a book deflating the Holocaust. It contained, I think, nine chapters, each one sporting the name of a country that suffered, in her mind, genocide, just like the Jews thereby stripping what happened to this people of its unique fate. Tragically, anti-Semitically, the term genocide invented by Jewish philologist Raphael Lemkin, who knew 14 languages, has now become perverted as a synonym for massacre. Well, that's very wrong. History is a sorry record of massacres without end, but only one genocide. Lemkin invented the term because there was not word in any of his 14 languages that described what had happened to the Jewish people, uh, among the, the dead, his family. History's massacres were perpetrated by uh, for a variety of reasons, but not one because the perpetrators thought their imic- victims were a menace to the human race for their evil, so that massacring them was even a glorious gift to mankind for saving them from the Jews, who Hitler believed were not even human, but gigantic microbes. With the supernatural ability to shapeshift and imitate the appearance of human beings, walk like humans, sound like humans when they talked. When, like any lethal virus, they wanted to destroy everyone on the planet. Every January 27th, the UN uh, declared International Holocaust Re- Remembrance Day uh, rolls around, uh, during which foreign ministries publish statements, remembering the Holocaust and criticizing anti-Semitism. And a list of similar no-nos like racism and Slavophobia and homophobia, transphobia, ageism, heightism, etc. Each additional word in the list meant to reduce the uniqueness of what was done to us, the children of Israel. And so yesterday, Antony Blinken, also wedded to a Gentile by a Catholic priest and another person pretending to be a rabbi, Uh, He played his part in aggressing against the Jews by declaring the United States now recognizes Myanmar's military as perpetrating another genocide against the Muslim Rohingyas, causing by one account 700,000 of them to flee the country to Bangladesh Uh, This since 2017, the last half decade. And not only that, Blinken announced this is the eighth genocide the State Department now recognizes oblivious to the aggression against the Jewish people via this behavior. And I doubt Blinken mentioned that, according to the Associated Press, the military launched its atrocities after, quote, attacks by a rebel group, close quote, that went unnamed. You got that? What ignited the military in Myanmar, what we used to call Burma, was attacks, in the plural, by a rebel group, which we understood in context to be Muslims. In other words, Myanmar is faced with the same enemy as Israel. Violent Muslims whose religion does not recognize the right of infidels, not only to rule themselves, but to rule over a minority of believers in the one true faith, the faith of Muhammad. The opposite of peace be upon him. The same community now threatening every Western European state. You make fun of Islam these days in France and someone will cut your head off. It's also now functionally impossible to criticize Islam in Holland, and I think it's actually illegal now in Germany to do that. I doubt Secretary of State Blinken, like Thomas Nides, has any clue as to the damage he does to the Jewish nation by adding yet another case of genocide, when I'm confident that not one of these atrocities, those on his list, and they were atrocities, was perpetrated by those bent on finding every member of the targeted people in order to exterminate every one of them because they were a menace to the human race. What Buddhists in Myanmar want is to rid the country of Islam, this imperialist totalitarian culture uh, whose adherents believe their mission is to overrun the whole world and exterminate every religious community and demolish its assets— Think of the gigantic Buddhist uh, Buddhist statues in Afghanistan 20 years ago. Not to misunderstand that I support cruelty towards any people on the basis of their religious belief. Uh, Communist China these days is now accused of genocide against the Muslim Uyghurs in the west of the country. At the same time, it's not easy for yours truly to shed a tear for the Uyghurs because their religion is as much of an anti-Semitic totalitarian ideology in a class with Nazism and communism. So in conclusion, like the half of the Jews in Christian Spain who survived the massacres in the spring and summer of thirteen ninety one, who converted to Christianity, one can be legally a Jew but not Jewish. In this case for adopting the lifestyle and even beliefs of anti Jew Gentiles. Of those Spanish Jews uh, who converted, an unknown percentage chose to do that and to apostasize and leave the Jewish people versus the others whose conversion was only a ruse to preserve life and was wholly insincere. These were the ones who lived publicly as Christians but in secret remained faithful Jews to the extent possible, the so called Moranos. Versus Thomas Nides and Anthony Blinken and the 70% of Reformed Jews these days who are exterminating exilic Jewry via intermarriage their legal status remains that of a Jew, but existentially they're not Jewish. Like Vladimir Zelensky, whose address to the Knesset the other day should be but will not be a goad to the Israeli government to cancel Hitler's definition of a Jew that the Israeli government adopted in the early days of the state, to grant citizenship to people who suffered for that Hitlerian de- definition, even when by Jewish law, halakha, they are not jews we're not jews while it made sense in the first years of the state to bestow that kindness on non-jews who suffered in the mistaken belief they were no one in our generation suffers for that and thus the law and definition should be annulled it's no longer relevant we're a tiny country every day more crowded israel was created as a haven and home for persecuted jews And should remain that. Okay, that's it for this edition of uh, Phantom Nation, generously sponsored by Floridians for the Safety and Security of Israel Institute, that organizes great pro Israel rallies in Miami. Whose email is Floridians uh, number four, the numeral, and Floridians for Israel Institute at gmail.com. The music you heard was by uh, Avichai Paz Greenwald and by uh, David Gerwitz, and as usual, we will close with Yosef Karduner. For those who want the full story about the Muslims and anti-Jew Jews of the left invented the Palestinians, buy my book Phantom Nation in hardcover, or Amazon Kindle. It's long, but many say once you start reading, it's hard to put down because it's the best, most truthful and insightful book ever on the war against Israel. Three other podcasts like this one are also available each week via subscription at www.phantom-nation.com So, Laila from the OJT, the occupied Jewish Territories. I'm Shai ben
1: I'm <laughs>
2: Where can you get the inside news on Israel? partner with us now by becoming an israel news talk radio supporter with your support you'll be inscribed on our israel news talk radio wall of fame there's nothing like us in the world be part of something great israel news talk radio straight talk from israel howdy this is rita from league city texas